Welcome back, guys, to the Gen Z Hockey Podcast with your host, Zahar and Lucas. Um, so, we have a lot of stuff to get to. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. So, at last week, after recording the podcast... Um, Are we like, what, six hours? Co- yeah, a couple hours after, uh, we got notifications that, um, that the NHL and the NHL Players Association has ratified the uh, Players Agreement. So, we have labor peace till 2026. Mm-hmm. So that's good to hear. Um, we kind of talked about like all the details of it last week. So if you have, if you don't, if you want to talk about like, um, if you want to hear what hap- what's happening or what happened, go listen to the last week's episode. And we're just gonna jump right into, it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing to talk about um, some critical dates. I have. Yes. Here. Yep. Um, so July 20, uh, July 13th training camps open, um, July 26th. Yeah, they opened, uh, July 26th travel to hub cities. July 28th to 30th is exhibition games. August 1st is Stanley cup qualifiers begin. We'll talk about that because that's going to be chaos. Um, August 10th is phase two of the draft lottery. That is a tentative date, so it could shift. Um, that really depends on like, on on like you know the amount the of five games, the, the amount of series yeah. that go to five games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that depends on that. Um, first round begins August 11th. Second round begins August 25th. Uh, third uh, conference finals and Stanley Cup finals, which is going to take place in Edmonton. Um, September 8th is conference finals. September 22nd is um, Stanley Cup finals. And then uh, last possible day for finals would be October 4th. And then draft lottery would be October 9th to 10th. You mean like the, the draft, not the lottery? I said draft, no? Sorry, you said draft lottery. Sorry. So the draft so the, is going to be the October actual, 11th. 9th, the actual 10th. draft would be that day? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so a lot of things to unpack there. And yeah. I think that we, Sahar, I want to congratulate us because we, because you don't become an official podcast unless an NHL story breaks after your show is done. So Yo. I want to congratulate us on finally making it in the world somewhere. Yeah. Because that is your rite of passage is you upload an episode where, you know, it's a bunch of speculation and then five hours later, it's all it just confirmed and everything is good to go. So yeah, like, I'm so proud of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be this. We're going to talk about this at like close to the end of the year, but that a year, this year to start a podcast is just been ridiculous when it comes to hockey and just, <laughs> just the world. We had a, we, we had a great idea that the world decided not to let us have, but now it seems yeah. like it's been somewhat, it's kind of coming back. So yeah. now that tr- so so July thirteenth, the training camps were open. So, but when I saw all those dates, were you a little? I was a little confused that I thought they would have brought in hub city players to hub cities earlier than they than they said. No, um, that's 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 what it said, and I'm surprised because they're basically letting people walk off with on a leash, basically where. Like they can just go anywhere, and they could get the virus and infect the whole team. And that's that's what I'm saying. That's like people, people who like like the pan like I'm thinking like the Panthers and the Coyotes and the Lightning. Like yeah, those are some heavily, some heavy COVID numbered areas. Yeah, and Texas actually is getting up. So too, Dallas so. too. Yeah. Uh, so, so the stars, the stars are very much in the high category. So I thought yeah, that they it's... might have brought brought in the teams in earlier <clears throat> to for, for those. Uh, you know, for, the, for those te- for those teams to to get get acquainted with with this environment, but hey, I don't run the NHL, but I I don't know. No, I don't think that's gonna happen because they're already gonna have to spend like two and a half months in these in this situation. So I think they're not they're not gonna bring them in like an extra two weeks or whatever to get them thing. I think they're gonna get tested before leaving wherever their destination is. If they do come up positive, they're not gonna go anywhere they're just gonna i think um, i think chris i think it was chris johnston or some someone said they need to have you need to have at least uh i think it was two positive two sorry two negative tests two negative in a row tests. yeah in order to in order to you know be negative and be able to play yeah 
So it's going to be interesting to see, like, MLS soccer is has been going on for a while, and they've had just teams drop out. So we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes. Um, like, TFC got, like, two games postponed because yeah. that one came inconclusive. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how it goes. And, yeah, that's the thing. So, um, so now we got, like, a better idea of how, like, what games are going to be played and when they're going to be played. So... Um, let's just, uh, so August 1st, there's going to be five games, August 2nd, five games, and then just basically rotation. So then it's going to be six games because the round robin is going to enter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, in the, f- it's six games, six games all the way through from that, from that. So first two days is five, days, five games yeah. and then six games all the way down. So yeah. the round robin, the, the, so the round robin games actually start on the second on, on August 2nd. Yeah, uh, with the Flyers and Bruins, and then the Blues and the Avalanche. Yes, uh, and that's also uh, the first game that, that the Leafs play. And yep. so I've been saying this for I don't know how long, but I've always said like, when when it starts, like when this thing comes back, like it's gonna be the thing won't leave your screen. Like yep. hockey's not gonna leave your TV. Yep. So I just I just have a picture of me just like in my basement at nine in the morning with like. Uh, and then leaving at like 11 p.m., four okay. beers down, just fat on my couch, just like this, this is the greatest thing ever. 9 a.m. is going to be too early for you, bud. You're going to have to start at 12 p.m. because the typical schedule is going to look like this: it's going to be 12 p.m., then two, oh, okay. four, six thirty, eight, ten thirty. Now all those ten thirty games, what? Okay. I know I'm assuming they're going to be in the Western I'm assuming Conference. All of those, all of, I'm assuming yeah. all of those 10.30 Eastern games are on the West Coast. Yeah. Because if, the you Leafs... think that you're, if you think that you're having a team play at uh, 10.30 in Toronto, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Um, I, was, I think I have it somewhere. The Leafs have like a 4 o'clock game. Uh, and then, no, two 4 o'clock games. And then one 8, uh, 8 p.m. game. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm looking at the exhibition think, games. So yeah, I'm gonna guess that their two, their first two games are four o'clock, and then their yeah. last, and then there's um, gonna be two other ones that we'll so see what they're gonna be. I I don't really want to bounce around, but that's the schedule we have, and then we got the schedule for exhibition games, which is gonna um, give us a chance to see how these. It'll teams be our are. first our first taste of of what's of what's to come. Yeah. So July twenty eighth. Uh, July 29th and July 30th are all exhibition games. There's going to be three on July 28th. Leafs are playing at 8 p.m. Penguins and Flyers at 4. Uh, the Battle of Alberta is happening at 10.30. So I'm just assuming that all these all these like late games are going to be for like Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Like thing. So think um, about it this way. So for everyone listening, think about it this way. We're 12 days away from having hockey. Yeah, which is, no, shorter, 10 days. Uh no today's the sixteenth. Oh my bad, sorry. Yeah, yeah, twelve days, twelve days till till hockey comes back. And jeez, I can't believe I'm so yeah, happy that I'm so happy we made it. I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm just so happy that everything has seemed to work out. When and you know, we this is this is a very important stretch. The way it's going, it looks like we could have hockey and it could be contained. Because in Toronto, like yesterday, I think there were zero cases in the region of Peel. Um, okay. And there was only 102, 102 in, 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 in all of Ontario. Yeah. So I know here hopefully... in Halton, uh, here in Halton, I'm pretty sure we have like you know less than five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be a roller coaster, but um, yeah. Um, moving on. Do, 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 do. Uh, all, yeah, all this that. all this dead air is really good for the listeners. Yeah, all yeah these, it's all great for listeners. Great. Um, so Leafs dates for hockey because we're a Leaf centric thing. Hold on. What's up? The only dates that matter. Yeah, sure. The only dates that matter. Um, August second, uh, game one, game two, August fourth, game three, August sixth, game four, August seventh, which is gonna be a back to back, which is gonna be, be back to back. And then August uh, game five is going to be August 9th. What are you talking about? Necessary. At least they're going to sweep by then. What are you talking about? I understand, but like you have to give them all five dates. 
Um, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. To don't watch. even worry about the back to back. Don't even worry about the back to back. Come on. Do, does Freddie play both games back to back? Okay, so if it's that, if it's oh, fuck. two I didn't one, realize about that. If it's two one in the series, going to the fourth game, do you play two one? Okay, two one for who? For Leafs. If it's two one for the Leafs, I think and you play. I think you play Jack Campbell. I'm not like I'm not joking. On the back to back. On the back to back. Because we've seen that guy does give you a chance to win. He's not yeah. just he's not a throwaway goalie. If yeah. it's two one for the Blue Jackets, you play Freddie one. You play Freddie ten times out of ten. You know. Yeah. I would not be opposed to playing Jack Campbell in a situation where the Leafs are playing a back to back and uh, uh, and they're up two one. I would not be opposed to that. Yeah. But if it's if it's the other way around, then you play Freddie. So I, I was just like, uh, I just realized that most teams, like, okay, so... Uh, All uh, teams get one back-to-back. Yeah, but some teams are, like, if they play well, they don't, they're not going to have to play a back-to-back. Yeah. If you're looking at the schedule. So, like, our back-to-back for the Leafs is later. This is August 7th and August uh, 6th, 7th. So, but then, the, but like, other teams such as uh, Hurricanes and Rangers, it's August 3rd, August 4th. Yeah, so... So, so it's gonna be interesting to see. and here's 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 a different series. So the Blackhawks and Oilers, their back to back are games four and five. Yeah, which could so, be critical if like they're going in like tied. So if so, let, let's say I I personally think the Oilers are gonna win the series, but if it's you know if the Oilers win in in four games or even three games, like they don't have to do that back to back. However, yeah. in the Rangers series, they have to have the back to back. Yeah. And in the in the Canucks series too, their their back to backs are games three and four, just like the Leafs. So theoretically, like they don't have to have a do back-to-back. that back to back. If and in the Canucks scenario, it's only if if, uh, if either they get swept or they sweep the Wild. And in the Leafs scenario, same thing if they get swept or they or they sweep the Blue yeah. Jackets. I think that the Leafs sweeping the Blue Jackets is a more <laughs> is a, is a better option. Yeah, and a more likely option. Um, so Leafs, do you want to talk Leafs training camp or just other news? Uh, fuck yeah, I want to talk Leafs training camp. Okay, Leafs training camp then, that's, I guess we're going there. So Nick Robertson is playing in the, um, training camp. He's wearing 89. Um, apparently some people were so mad about that. Uh, okay, so but, here's, here's the thing. All right, so I, I, I don't, I couldn't give a, give a crap what, what jersey number he wears. Because 89, 89 was worn by Alex McGillney. He played, uh, he played in the Leafs in the early 2000s with Matt Sandin. And he's the only one to have ever worn that. People got mad at William Nylander because he wore Eric Lindros' number. I didn't care because Eric Lindros played like 30 games with the Leafs. True. So, See, oh, Nick Robertson, Nick Robertson, I don't care. However, can I, can I say one thing? One thing. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, Mark Holloway, is that his name? Uh, um, yeah, I think so. So Mark Holloway is wearing number 81. And for me, it's weird because that's Phil Kessel's number. And we all know my love for Phil Kessel. And seeing someone else not named Kessel wear 81 is a little strange. So I'm kind of seeing both sides now. But I'm not like, you know, how dare ye wear thy number? You know, it's not, I, I'm not, I'm not like that. I don't like, it's not like, it's a number. It doesn't mean anything, but it's just, you're accustomed to, it's like, okay. Uh, what's, what's going to be, what's, what's an example? Like the next person that wears 43, it's going to be a little weird. The next leaf that wears 43, it's going to be strange. I don't know. I personally, I don't have an issue. It's with- going to be strange to get used to. Yeah, I guess it's going to be strange to get used to. One thing that confused me like a couple of years back was when uh, Trevor Moore. Okay, so you know how we had, we had Dominic Moore and yeah. then we had Trevor Moore. And then I was just completely – because I thought like no one signed uh, – he's not on the team anymore. And then I'm like all of a sudden there's a Moore skating on the ice and I'm just so confused. And then no, I what, came to the realization what's, that uh, it was a young new sc- player. What screwed me over was uh, Trevor Moore, Moore – Trevor Moore wore – 42 which bozak wore for like 10 years yeah and that's what and i was like i don't remember bozak being left-handed i'm like oh that's a different guy yeah exactly like it was so that's that's the thing really but confusing. nick robertson looks very look very good now uh this this 
this is so so you know, that video that's kind of circulating Twitter of him like going in a puck battle against Jake Muzzin and, and winning yeah. and scoring. I a little a big part of me was like, wow, what a what a great play by him and what a what a nice takeaway for a shot. But another part of me was like, Muzzin, what are you doing? Yeah, like, Muzzin, what are you doing? <laughs> I think the video, like, congratulations to him. He's he's playing great, and it's great to see him like actually battle and stuff like that. But like. <laughs> Muzzin, I was like, Muzzin, what are you doing? Muzzin looks like the type of player compared to him, to, compared to Robertson, that he could just take him, push him, and he would just go flying across the rink. Like, I mean, yes, but another part of me is like, Muzzin, why are you like one-handing your the puck right in front of your own net? Yeah, but then again, it's like scrimmage, so like it's a thing. I like, can get it, but you want to get in as much game. But it's another thing where Muzzin has a spot, and Nick Robertson doesn't. Exactly. So Muslim oh. doesn't even really have to try. He just wants to get in shape. But well, that that was that was a little part of me like, mm, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Okay, but can we talk about how can we talk about that silky smooth pass that Mikhaev hit hit uh John Tavares with with a backhand? I didn't see. You're gonna have so to describe this, it. So this this guy who hasn't played hockey in six months. Because of a Cut on the because of because of his because of his uh, wrist injury, he he backhand sauces a pass over over someone's stick onto John Tavares's and Tavares roofs it. That's great. Like yeah, this guy, this guy looks like he's back. Looks like he's going to be fantastic playing with Marner and Tavares, and he looks like he he looks like he's going to be a big part of this team. And he was a big part of this team. Yeah, he was a big part of it. I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about like the Leafs lineups. Let's say for like heading okay. to the playoffs. So at fifty one Leafs on Twitter posted like this is his projected lineup. I just want like to see if we we can make any changes to it. Hyman, Matthews, Nylander, Mikhaev, Tava- uh, Tavares, Marner, mm-hmm. Robertson, Kerfoot, Kapanen. Engvall, Spezza, Clifford. So you want to talk about forwards first, and then we'll... yeah, let's talk about the forwards. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm a little surprised that Robertson's that high up already. Yeah, that's um, that's one thing I was curious about, was, and I don't uh, think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think, but I think that he and if he and Engvall, like he and Engvall, realistically, I think that those sw- could just swap. Spots. Yeah, I think he could very much play fourth line wing. Yeah. I think I'll like. I want to get a better then, idea how he matches up with actual NHL players, and I'm assuming he's going to play that, for the. For now the, that I think about it, game. Okay, sorry. Now that I think about it, having him on the third line, like he's a very offensively minded guy. Putting yeah. him on the and then, but and then you'll put him on the fourth line with Spezza and Clifford. Like he's not going to be doing things that that he that he's used to and that he's comfortable with. You, put, you know, maybe you put him on the third line, have him with Kapanen and and Kerfa. It's a little bit of a feistier line, generate some offense. And Engvall is a yeah. very defensively re- responsible player as well. So I don't know. Maybe hold on, hold on. Maybe maybe he just convinced me. Maybe he just convinced me. Nick Robinson, See, third thing, line, third line, left wing. In his my first thing season. is if you're if you're putting him on the fourth line, he's kind of stuck with two like, not like they're not the fastest players. They're not the most skilled players. They're kind of just it's Spezza and Clifford. Like it's the I don't think you can do anything with him because he's so skillful. I think. If then Kerf you put him on the second line power play. I, I want to get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. But mm-hmm. um, I was just thinking that like Robertson would be good with Kerfoot because and Kapanen, they're just gonna be that's gonna be a fl- they're gonna be flying. That's a whole, fast. Like, that's thing. a very yeah. fast line. And Kerfoot's like defensively responsible, so I think we should be like. Geez, now now that I think of it logistically, that might that might be a line that actually very much works. See, my thing is, I don't know how he's as long match as he's up. ready. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I'm saying is, I want to see him in a game, in the exhibition game. I want to see how he matches up with them and just how he looks on the ice. Because then, from then, we can figure out like what's going on and how he's just like how he matches up with um with offense. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and another thing, if you're gonna play him, if you're gonna play him on the on the fourth line or the third line. If, as much as you can, try to hide him from from you know the top the top lines yeah. and like that's the, that's a if you're putting him on thing. the third line, the next line up is usually the fourth line. So he like if he does get stuck, he's not stuck with uh, one or one or second uh, first or second line. 
And and when you're talking about you know line matching and everything, this is going to be a big. A, this is going to be very big for Sheldon Keefe to see how he yeah. how he coaches in the playoffs because yeah. we saw because we've seen in the past two years how how much Mike Babcock was out coached by Bruce Cassidy and I think and I think we'll talk about him him later in, in a second. Yeah, and we have to see if he can out coach John Tortorella. Yeah, I think I think if Babcock like the way he should have coached was just sending Tavares and Matthews out there every shift. Like after, and then, after okay, and then they get tired, you throw out, you know, you throw out third, some, some, a, a, a combined third line. Exactly. But he, just, but he didn't. And we need to he, see if, if, we need to see if Sheldon Keefe is up to the par of coaching in the playoffs against a well-coached, oh, sorry, I guess a very well-coached team and an experienced playoff coach. Because that's yes, what John Tortorella I think he just has to be open to like just riding his big boys because they're getting paid and they and should be playing him. the thing. We've yeah. seen him be able to ride the big boys. All right, yeah, let's go exactly. to defense. Defense is this guy somehow completely misses um, uh, Cody Cece, so I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, that's uh, not happening. It's Muzzin Hall, Riley Dermott, Sandin, and Barry. Okay, that's not happening at all. Yeah, so I was going to say, like... Seen, we've already seen they're doing Riley Cece. We'll, we'll see what happens. So we've already seen they're doing Riley Cece. I think... They're doing Muzzin Hall. Which they, I they like. Are, I like that pairing. They, uh, that's a great pairing. And then Dur- Dermot Barry is going to be a good pairing too. But uh, it's another thing of what's your – with those three pairings, I don't think you can definitively say that's the second pair. That's the third pair. Yeah. That's the first pair. Because you're going to have you're gonna have Barry as your third pairing defenseman and then put him on the first power play? I don't think, I don't think that works. You're gonna oh you're gonna put Muzzin you're, oh you're putting Muzzin on the third pair he makes how much he makes how much money and he's See, such a big part of you the know team. what I like about this though and that's a good, that's a good thing yes it's balance but like you if you're gonna have an argument with me you're not gonna argue with me that Riley and Dermot is better than Sandin and Barry oh I'm exactly. saying you can't debate that because I'm saying like Sandin could be better than Dermot. If in some are in some aspects, so like you kind of debate with me that which is the top line, and in out of those three lines, I have no idea what the top line is. What? Yeah, what the top pair would be? Well, yeah, what the and top pair would be? And the best teams. So okay, As, aside from the Bruins, that's an anomaly. Like their their top yeah. line is the best the best line in hockey. Like it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's just what it is. But the best teams have so much balance to the point where. Where I don't know what's considered the first line. See, even even like even in our forward group, what's a better first line? Hyman, Matthews, Dinander, or fucking Marner, Tavares, and Mikhaev? Like I don't know what's considered your fir- what would be considered your first line. Yeah. So having having that much balance to be like I don't know what the quote unquote first pair would be. Yeah. I I'm I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what uh, Sheldon Keefe does. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to this, but I th- it's CC, like CC could be uh, something that we use in the playoffs. And like, I don't know if you I, risk that or do you just I would go personally, with- I would personally want to want to swap CC and Barry. Cause I think that Mark, R- Riley and Barry have played in the little time they play together, played, have played so well together and Durham okay, and so- CC on the third pair have a lot, ha- have done well. Okay. So what would your lineups be then? I would, Sandin, just flip CC, I, I would just flip CC and Barry. I would keep Sandine on the uh, – I, I would keep him on reserve. That's, oh, that's re- – okay, so you're not playing – so your lines would be Muzzin Hall, uh, Riley, CC, Barry, Barry, Dermot. And then – no, so I would have Riley, Barry, Dermot, Oh, CC. sorry, yeah, Riley, Barry, Dermot. Okay. Is CC left or right-handed? Right. Oh, true. Okay. So Yeah, it's it going to be too right-handed. So it does – That's fine. It does, it does work in a way. Yeah. And then I have, and then I'll have Rosen and 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 uh, Sandine as my as my spares. So, yeah, yeah. but can we talk about can we talk about this? Is what's up with Timothy Lilligren? I don't know. I don't really want to speculate because I have no idea. And I, I have no I, idea. I, but he, he could he could def, just definitely be injured. But I hope it's not a case of he came into camp fifteen pounds heavier than he should have been, and he's like he is so not fit to play that he's just not going to play. Because Sheldon Keefe said unfit to play. Yes, I, but I don't want to speculate. I don't know his personal life. They say they can say unfit for like every single reason under the sun. Exactly. So it could be unfit, as in like 
you have a sprained ankle or something and unfit to play like or a nagging you know a nagging 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 injury my thing is though i think if it was an injury they would have said something Mm -hmm. um because then it just make more sense to like i if it'd be an injury the leafs would come out and say it's the leafs because they speculate a lot but so oh check 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 what what? (laughs) only our european listeners will know what that means David Pasternak and Andre Kasha ruled unfit to play for the Bruins. Just now. Wait, what? David Pasternak and Andre Kasha just were David just right Pasternak. now ruled unfit to play. What? That is... So, while we're on the topic of unfit to play... Unfit... What? David... Pa- How is he unfit to... What? Wasn't he skating? Or Oh, he no. Was skating. He, was, he was skating, but, wasn't, but then he... Wasn't he? Okay, I so swear he uh, uh, Sportsnet staff, uh, Boston uh, Bruins forward David Pasternak and Andre Kasha missed practice Thursday after being deemed unfit to play. Coach Bruce Cassidy expected both players to be available, but says the team will uh, forge ahead while they are while they are out. It is unclear how long Pasternak and Kasha will be sidelined. Uh, uh, it was broken by Joe Haggerty, uh, who's a Bruins reporter. Uh, Cassidy said unfit to play for Pasternak and Kasha. When the Bruins had unexpected, had unexpected both, uh, ha, sorry, had expected both guys to be on the ice today, said they were forged ahead without, without, without them. So they expected them to play today. Yeah. And they're just not. What? So, okay. So weight, I don't think weight is an issue for unfit to play. Something else is, I, if it'd be injury, could it be injury? Could it be a positive test? It could be a positive test, but but they were saying no. They're expecting to forge ahead, so and also no, it wouldn't have been a positive test because they would have they would have kept the name under wraps. Exactly, yeah. So, so I don't think it's a positive test. What? what, could, what I, it could be personal. No, it can't be personal reasons because they would have said it's they're, they're out for personal Bo- reasons. They're in Boston, and also the 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 day it passed. Because it was the thirteenth at uh, was yeah thirteenth at five p.m. The opt out fee uh, yeah, opt out and they, they were playing before. Holy crap! That is a I'm what sorry. I think that's, that, that's a very big thing because David Pasternak so is, is a third of the best line in hockey, and Andre exactly Kasha was one of the biggest pickups for the Bruins. Yeah, that is a big um, loss. That is really interesting. I'm sure. Okay. Wow, that is really weird. Okay, I don't I'm, even know what I'm to say. Sure. Like. Like, I'm what sure, do you say to okay, that? Realistically, realistically, they'll probably be back at practice like tomorrow or the or the next day. Yeah, but for for right now, we we can speculate whatever we want. Dave, uh, Dave Pasternak is gone for uh, four weeks. Bye, see ya. Like, yeah, we can speculate whatever we want, and I think that's a that's a big thing, especially for the Bruins, who were supposed to be the best team, and they are the best team. Yeah, but they just lost a big. Which is interesting, and uh, I don't know what to say. It's it's interesting, as in, like, they don't give any details that it just – they're unfit to play, and that's that. That's that. And, and then I guess that, it's some sort of injury. It, yeah, I don't know. But going back to, 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 to Lilligren, I think it's more – I don't think being overweight is would be an issue, like – like you'd have to be severely overweight for you to like be deemed unfit to play. More like, I guess I don't even think I'm thinking weight. I'm more thinking just like he's completely out of shape. Yeah, but this and most people are out of shape because they've been just sitting at home for three and a half months. I think like this is where you get back into shape when with training camp. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So okay, so I I think he'll I think he'll definitely be on the I think he'll definitely be on the roster. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's still like two and a half weeks, so we'll see still, how it goes. There's still a if, while until if he's not happens. in the ex- exhibition game, that means he's not in Toronto. Therefore, the, no, he's, he's he's in Toronto. He's actually he's in Toronto. Like he's at practice. No, no, no I'm talking like, about uh, David Pasternak. Sorry. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. That is like yeah, because because Lily Lily like in like he's in Toronto like he was at he was yeah, at yeah. practice and like yeah, Chris yeah. Johnson took a photo of him. But okay, yeah, if David Pasternak's not he, not like traveling with the team in two weeks, we got problems. And the no, the Bruins got problems. What do yeah. we have? Oh no, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Oh no. Um, 
uh, we're gonna have to like uh, we'll see. Um, crap, what was I gonna say? Um, on the twenty second, once everyone starts coming to Toronto, that's when we'll know what teams and who's who's the to the unfit to play people. Which of these that's, are that will which of those which of those people are like able to play and which are just not able to play? So, mm-hmm. um, well, you want to do power play or power play? Yes, here? yes, power play. So here, this is uh, at fifty one Leafs. This is his power play setup: um, Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, Marner, Barry. Uh, power play two: Hyman, Spezza, Kerfoot, Robertson, Riley. Was Willie on, on the first one? Yeah. Matthews, okay. Nylander, Marner is in the first part. And Tavares and Barry? Yeah. Okay. Um, go through that second one again because the first the first one's fine. And I think that's what they're yeah. rolling with. Go through the second one. Hyman, Spezza, Kerfoot, Robertson, Riley. What what interests me is that they didn't put Casper Kapanen on it. Or he, or he didn't, just as this yeah. prediction. That's one thing, yeah. I would I would swap Kerfoot and Kasperi Kapanen because you already a have center. a center. Oh, Spezza. Yeah, but Spe- so Spezza, you already have a center, so you'd have two centers on that line. So, so I here, would swap. I would swap Kapanen. That's see, the, the only thing, thing is, I would fix. He put he put the power. Okay, so power uh, power kill, power play kill, penalty okay. kill, P- penalty kill. There you go. God, I have been so out of hockey. Uh, penalty kill is Hyman Marner. Muzzin Hall, Engvall, mm-hmm. Kapanen, Riley Dermott. Yeah, a, a a variation of that is yeah. Like, so and that's that's the thing, that's the thing that I like. Like this team has has. Okay, could you have imagined Mitch? Could you imagine Mitch Marner being a penalty killer in his first year? And he's yeah. and and they used his speed and groomed him into a penalty killer, which yeah. uh, which and now he's and he's definitely not a liability on penalty kill. He's a great penalty killer. Yeah, and yeah. I even think I even think you could put. You know, I, I think you could put JT even on on the on the penalty kill. Even yeah, if you really have to. If you really have to, and I'm surprised Matthews hasn't been trained to be in the power uh, power uh, penalty kill. Well, I don't think uh, it was another thing. Mike didn't want to train him to be one, and now he and now he's been in yeah. his groove. And you can't really uh, you can't really teach a. I, I guess I guess now he's con- he's considered an old like an older player, even though we all see yeah. him as this as this cute little nineteen year old. No, yeah, uh, it's like and, you, and I you think can't, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You can, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's a dog that needs to be retrained. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that because he's just he flies on the power play and. Who I think saw on the, that bomb that he shot from the from the sideboards? That yeah, absolute snipe that yeah. he just annihilated the net with from Mitch Marner's pass. I was watching like, the that, scrimmages. His shot is in mid-season form. Yeah. I was watching the scrimmages and I'm like, God damn, I miss hockey. And I was just yes. watching all the players play. It was it was great to watch. Um, I don't really like. Do you want to talk about them? Like, nothing really happened. In no, them. Like the, just... scrim- the scrimmages are scrimmages. Like, yeah, like, exactly. like you don't really need to talk about them. But I'm just saying, like, his shot is in midseason form, and you need yeah. that from a player like him. Like that thing. That thing is an un. That thing is a cannon that he's letting go. And what's what's so amazing about his shot and. And Nylander's shot to his ex- is to his to another extent is that thing is on his stick and off in a in half a second in a split second it's on the stick and off, and that's yeah. just what makes it so effective. Is it's so hard to so hard to track it as a goaltender because of how fast he's able to get it off. Yeah, and he has that like weird uh, wrist shot that like it doesn't it doesn't go where you expect it to go. Mm-hmm. Like that um, toe drag. Yeah, the toe drag thing. Um. Uh. One second. Um, uh, Nick Kiprios is back, so just yes. want to give him a shout out. He has his own show now, uh, Real Kipper at Noon at um, Line Movement. It's good for him. He, I'm happy I don't actually know. I, I think it's cool to see Kipper back, and uh, I, I I don't actually know the network, but I might check it out. Can I can I shout out it's another, a another broadcaster? Channel. It's oh, a okay. YouTube channel. Can I shout out someone else? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I don't know if you were going to talk about this, but Paul Hendrick is moving on with the Leafs. They're, they're yeah, parting ways. I was, I was going to say something. Yeah. Which very much upset me because Paul Hendrick is one of the nicest people in the world. I, I had a, I had the chance to meet him uh, once at a at an at an outdoor practice 
uh, Nathan Phillips Square. He's super nice guy. One of the one of the most respected people in the media. And every single when when he when he announced that he was, uh, I guess, retiring or or moving on. Uh, so many so many Leaf players of both past and present uh, reached out to him and talked about and said how much of a um, of an amazing person he was. Even Austin Matthews did. Yeah. And to to hear to to see that it was really it was really something to see how respected he was and that's that's it, it for someone in the media in a media mecca like this to to have yeah. the notion of how respected you are like that's that's such a that's such a big thing and it's gonna it's gonna be a little weird not seeing him in uh and pre- and in com- press conferences and um it's I, I'm good good for him he's he's been with the he's been with the team for like 25 years and yeah yeah and i and he's he's an amazing broadcaster and an amazing person so good one good thing on about you, Paul, that and i yeah. uh, i hope you i hope you do well yeah um one thing about that though is like it's kind of odd where like he does it like in between <laughs> that, that's thing. what i thought i i i, I, was I like, had that as well i thought that was, a I was like odd. why won't you just wait after the playoffs and then you can go move on wherever uh, but yeah like, like i I, yeah. Under, I understand uh have you been have you been seeing any of the uh actual like press conferences like the ones that are doing on zoom um no but i've seen like i've seen clips of it but i haven't like really listened to it so so one of the reporters kevin mcgrand from the toronto star there's been like twice that's oh. happened where he's just <laughs> muted himself or like no one can hear him on Zoom. Actually, oh, that, okay, yeah. that's pretty funny then. I, okay, I what, what's your sorry? What's your what's your epiphany? What's your epiphany? Uh, that you I was going to talk about like the Toronto Sun and like they were talking about William Nylander. Oh come on! I uh, yeah. I, no. Um, Already. Yeah, I, yeah. Wait. Let me try to find it. We're how we're we're three days into training camp. And they're already – we haven't even played a game yet. We yeah. have not played a game yet. Oh, my God. Was it, was it, was it Steve Simmons? Uh, no, Mike – Michael Tre- – Michael Trakos? Yeah, Michael, Michael Trakos. Oh, my God. The Toronto okay. Sun. Listen, this is headliner. Nylander facing a make-or-break playoffs with the Maple Leafs. For our listening audience, Lucas just walked out. So to give more context, um, um, for those who don't yeah. know, I just left my room. Yeah, I, I informed everyone. I was voiceover for them. Um, this did, could be. Did that in other... headline just? Did that headline say what I thought it just said? Yeah, it did say that. Um, here. Despite tying for 15th in the league with a career-best 31 goals this season, Nylander still ranks fourth among Toronto forwards with 59 points in 68 games. Oh, give the me offense a fucking was break. Welcomed, but, the, but for a team that's ranked third in goals scored, but sixth last in goals allowed, it wasn't exactly necessary. Attitude necessary. Um, in other words... This could be a make-or-break playoffs for the 24-year-old uh, Nylander. He not only has pr- to produce, but also uh, has to show that his production can be the difference between winning and losing a series. And he knows it. Boom! This Michael guy knows everything. Oh Boom! God. He knows oh what gosh. Nylander's thinking. Boom! He knows what Kyle Dubas is thinking. Boom! Just... Boom, 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 roasted. <laughs> oh, God. Michael Trakos literally just, he just went okay boomer on William Nylander. Yeah, it's, but then again, like, he's doing what, what is his that, job What is. does that mean? Yeah. So, okay, so he said something on the lines of, okay, he scores a career best 31 goals, but that's only third best on his team. He plays on a team with John Tavares and Austin fourth Matthews. Best. Fourth, fourth best? best? Fourth best. He's oh, only fourth Jesus. best on the team. In, in points or in goals? Because um, I, I think he was second. I think he was second in. I think he was second in in goals, Here, behind behind Matthews. Okay, he's fourth best in in points. I, I think it was point fourth best in points for one 
okay, he got 59 points in 68 games. His career high is 61, which he scored in 82 games. He would have demolished that record if they continued the season. And also, oh, he's fourth best. He has to step up. He plays on a team with Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, and Zach Hyman. Give the kid a break. No, no breaks. (laughs) Okay. Can I say this? We're three days into training camp. Not even the not even the playoffs. Okay, and we're three games into the playoffs. He hasn't scored a point. I I understand. I understand that. We're three days into training camp. The games have not started. They won't start for another two weeks, and he's already, already not good enough. And it's all on him. Yeah, I don't know where it went. It- Oh my god. Whatever. Oh my god. I can't believe it's taken three days for some media member to explode on William Nylander. When did this come out? Was it today? uh, No, a couple of days ago. Wait, okay, so so if it's a couple of days ago, he either wrote this before training camp started or... No, he wrote it after training camp. Okay, so it was either the day of or the second day. So it took one or two days for them to literally just explode on William Nylander because he's not good enough. Doesn't matter that he scored a career high in goals and was going to break his, his career high in points. <laughs> but he's Two days but, ago. Two days ago. Two days ago. So that was the, the that was the second day of training camp. Yeah. So the second day of training camp, he's already attacking attacking William. He's already giving shit to William D. Leiter. So yeah. That whole that whole oh he's fourth on his team. He has to step it up. Well, it's kind of hard if you play with Austin Matthews and John Tavares and Mitch Marner. Uh, yeah. Let me find the Leaf stats. Oh my. God. Let's see how much he has to step up. Um. Oh my dear sweet lord. Like I can't believe it took this long. I can't believe it. Two days. Two days, bud. It took two okay. days. He's one point behind John Tavares. He's eight points behind Mitch Marner. Okay. Uh he has more goals than both of them. Yes. He has no. He has less assists than both of them, but that's fine. Um, uh, and then he's so he's at sixty. So he's twenty goal. He's only twenty goals behind Matthews. That, that's uh, it. That that oh no, twenty points. My bad. Twenty points. Just twenty points behind Matthews. And the next closest person is uh, Tyson Berry oh. at thirty nine. Below William Nylander? Yeah. He's up twenty points. On the closest guy to him, that's a defenseman. But he's only he's only the fourth best on the team. Only the fourth I love best. How, I love how only. Yeah. <laughs> he's only the fourth best on the team. Yeah. Like what yeah, it's it's interesting to just And realistically, how... realistically, he's behind the players who you would expect him to be behind. Yes. But here, let's look at it at the other way. If he did have more points than let's say John Tavares, let's say Nylander scores two goals in the last game. John Tavares gets zero assists or zero points. Do they write this article about John Tavares? No, they 1000% don't because he's John Tavares and he's been respected by the media for years. So then it turns into William Nylander was only third behind Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Okay. Let's just say for some godforsaken, this happens. Uh, Matt, uh, Marner has uh, 59 points, and then mm-hmm. Nylander has his 67, or has Marner's 67 points. Mm-hmm. D- does Nylander, do they just write an article about Nylander that says... No, I... No, you, Nylander, know, what that turn, no, you know what that, that turns into? That turns into, what a year from William Nylander, you know, proving all those people who neglected him, all so those people who never believed in him. They start and, shitting on, they start shitting on uh, Marner then, right? That's, yes. that's how it goes. They, oh, they have to find a scapegoat. 10.8 whatever whatever million dollars, scores 59 points, doesn't even doesn't even try, whatever, whatever. Like <laughs> Oh my yeah. god. That's what I'm so happy you found this. 
I'm yeah. so happy you found this just to I, see I, it. I'm surprised I, you haven't seen it. Like I don't, I don't see, I don't see articles. No, I haven't seen the article. I think someone screenshot the articles and then just posted it. Like, uh, like, oh, like, I was God. like three photos on the thing. Where did you find it? Twitter? I found it on my Twitter feed. Yeah, it was on oh my, my Twitter feed. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Toronto Sun is something else. Very interesting. Um, <clears throat> you want to talk about the Calder Trophy finalists announced? No, <clears throat> I don't want to talk about them. You know what I want to talk about? It. I want to talk about the Jack Adams finals. Oh, um, do you have more to say about if I, I want to talk about both? So, like, if you okay, have less to say have about more, the, I have more to say about the Jack Adams finalists. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the Calder Trophy then, because uh, okay. it's just it's pretty easy. It's I think it's pretty easy. Um, Quinn Hughes, Dominic Kublink, Kubelik, and Call mm-hmm. Makar have been named the finalists for the Calder Memorial Trophy. Um, personally, I think. Um, Quinn, Quinn Hughes, I, I, Dominic's not going to win. It just—I don't think so. He had a great—he had a great year. I just—I yeah. just don't think that he was as good as the other two. It would be amazing for Quinn Hughes to win it because then it'd be like the Vancouver Canucks would have back-to-back um, mm-hmm. uh, rookie, rookie, like rookie of the year awards. So um, I'd want Quinn Hughes to win because Canadian team and just it'd be a See, cool story. I, I want I want Quentin Hughes to win, but I think Kel McCarr is going to win. Yeah, I think Kel McCarr is going to win because he's. I think he has more. Um, he's just more. He was more important to his team. Mm-hmm. What was he? Yeah, I guess, I guess you can say that he was more important. No, I think Quentin Hughes is actually much more important because when we when we had Trevor on, Trevor was saying how like Quentin Hughes Quentin Hughes is like a big reason of why they're why they're as successful as they are. Oh, if true. You, yeah, if you okay. take away Kel, Kel McCarr was injured this season, but if you take away Kel McCarr, you still have Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog. You know, that's actually a good uh, point. Uh, who else? Rantanen. Like, yeah. So, so I, I would want it to be Quinn Hughes. However, I have a feeling it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be Kel McCarr. Yeah. So okay. Oh, so, so the McCarr, Jack Adams. Sorry, sorry. One more thing. Because okay, McCarr yeah, is the uh, leader in NHL rookie points. So. Mm-hmm. That that could just give him the advantage to the thing. Okay, we're done with that. So and I'll take I'll take the Jack take Adams. It away. Take it so away. the Jack Adams the nominees were Bruce Cassidy, John Torrell, and Alain Vigneault. Both three, all three amazing coaches. Three three people who deserves their nomination. Now, Bruce Cassidy should by far and away win the Jack Adams Award. The Bruins came into this to this season having. The expectation of being the best team in the, the best team in the league, uh, a team that should have won the cup but but didn't. They, they had a collapse in Game Seven. How funny is that? And ironic. Um, and they 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 were by far and away the best team this year. Even blew expectations out of the water. They were supposed to be one of the top teams. They were not supposed to be the top team by far. Yeah. They had a hundred. Yeah. They had a hundred points by the time the season was over at Game Sixty Eight. You know, like, and they were, they were by far and away the best team in the league, but we all know Bruce Cassidy is not going to win this award. John Tortorella is totally winning this award because the Jack Adams doesn't go to the best coach. It goes for the shittiest team that apparently is good now. (laughs) The Jack Adams award goes to a team that was supposed to be shitty that somehow made the playoffs. Yeah. Which is the Columbus Blue Jackets. But Kent Allen. I know I'm going to eat. Kent, I, he wins I'd say Alvino. I'd, I'd say he has a shot. But the thing is, the Flyers, the, the Flyers heading into the season were not supposed to be as bad as Columbus was supposed to be. Yeah, but like, see, the whole thing with Alan Vino, he, he's always been a good coach. It just. He, he didn't have a, a goalie. Game away from winning, he was a game away from winning a Stanley Cup. Yeah, and he just didn't have a goalie on the Flyers. He got a goalie. He's spectacular, and all of a sudden, they're good. Like, it's, it's not all of, a, like, all of a sudden, but, like, he, they automatically become good. Like, it's... Now, why John, John Torrella is definitely winning this award, all other times he's been nominated, he's won. He won in 2004 when, the, when he was coaching the Lightning, and they won the Stanley Cup. He won recently in 2017 when Columbus was not supposed to be anything. It was supposed to be just a yeah. bland team. And they won 16 games in a row. Made the playoffs yeah. in the first round. Yeah. 
And then this year, they were supposed to be a bland nothing team and are now in the playoffs and hopefully not moving past the first round. Yeah. All fine. The right, NHL yeah. needs to fix this on this apparently unwritten rule of if you're a coach of a shitty team that uh, that apparently did well, you are automatically the greatest coach in the world. Yeah. Bruce Cassidy deserves to win the Jack Adams award because his team was supposed to be the best and he made them better than the best. Yeah. I I agree. That I takes really... that takes good coaching to make your team better better than supposed to be when your when your expectations were as, were as high as they as theirs were. Yeah. See, but the thing is, with the whole like NHL awards, it's the whole like Connor McGregor, uh, Connor, Connor McGregor, uh, Connor, Ma- Connor uh, McDavid? McDavid, and Taylor Hall thing. Like, he was the MVP, but Taylor Hall got the MVP just because they made it to the playoffs. Like, that's that's a whole like debate and just it, the awards, the NHL awards are kind of. Oh, they don't. They don't matter. Like, the NHL yeah, awards they don't matter. matter. They should matter, but they don't, and it's. It's, I was so upset. I, I was so upset last year when Freddie Anderson didn't get a didn't get a nomination for the Vesna. He should have been top three easily, but he should have. But he but he wasn't because and and the reason why he wasn't is because Freddie Anderson isn't in the circle of names that they have. He's not a Vasilevsky. He's not a Bobrovsky. He's not a yeah. You know um, that and Harry I think I that and I think he has to, someone. It's either you have to be spectacular during the regular season, or you have to do something in the playoffs. And I think if he if he, if they go like two or three rounds, he, he would be nominated for sure. Like that that's the thing. It just they haven't done anything in the playoffs, therefore he doesn't really have any influence on like this. Uh, we also got order. the the heart the heart trophy. Oh, sorry, the Ted Lindsay, the Ted Lindsay. Yeah, trophy. the Ted oh, Lindsay. Yeah, I saw that one. Which the Ted Lindsay Award players actually treat as the as the real heart trophy because it's best best among the players, best among okay, yeah. best player voted on by the players, and again, extremely concerning and extremely like, I don't know if it's concerning, but it's just eye opening that McDavid's not nominated. He's yeah, I know he's won like the past two or three years, but he's not even the fact he's not even not even nominated. So it's Drysdale, McKinnon, and Panarin. I'm surprised. Realistically, I'm so I'm surprised that Panarin's there. I know he's a fantastic player, but I'm surprised that he's there. Which and Drysaddle should win. He's the best player in the league, and McKinnon, and McKinnon should be a close second. Yeah, um, McKinnon. He, I don't. How did Panarin get there? So I'm so surprised. Like he must be, he must be a fantastic guy. He must be just the nicest guy in the world because yeah. I don't. I don't think that he should have. I don't think he should be in this. In this, what? Why was he nominated? I think that's. I'm really confused about why was Panarin. Did he didn't have like an amazing year? He had like a a good year, he, but nothing. He had a he had a good year. He definitely did, but he didn't have like amazing. You know, he didn't have the the best year yeah, he could have know. possibly had. I, oh man, yeah, this, I this don't is awesome. know. So the this so the NHL, so you know, so those. Those those listening, like you, you're not gonna be able to to see this, but uh, the NHL posted this thing. So what they're what they've been doing is like kind of folding jerseys together to make words. Yeah, so it's on Sportsnet's it. website, right? Sportsnet. Uh, I just I just see it here on the NHL, just on the NHL Instagram. But they okay. started they were fold they folded words together to make it to make it uh, say hockey is back August first, twenty twenty. You mean jerseys? Yeah, they sorry. They folded jerseys together to make it say "Hockey is back." Yeah. Um, there's a couple of stuff that like these awards that I just don't understand. And yeah, um, the awards. I, I, I've never, I never been a fan of the awards. I've heard honestly, that, I, I've heard they're fun to go to. Yeah, it's it's just a party. Everyone just gets ham- hammered down. <laughs> it's another thing where like. The Oscars and and the Emmys to me aren't yeah. as like aren't like the greatest things to watch. Yeah, to watch it's a thing. I, I like yeah. I, I've never really watched them. I just like read the like who won yeah. what the day after. My thing is I don't like. I think McDavid should be te- uh, nominated, but it just I don't think they can just nominate two, two um two teammates like that. Yeah. That's that's one thing where thing. 
Well, but, look, well, looks like Leon Dreisaitl is more like the Connor McDavid. Sorry, Connor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's that award that like Taylor uh, MVP? Heart, uh, heart, uh, heart. Do you think um, uh, Taylor Hall's not Taylor Hall? Um, McDavid. McDavid's gonna win MVP. I think he should. I think he should get a nomination. Just nomination. When it comes to when it comes to by the numbers, McDavid should win every year. Like that's like yeah. that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. But man, I don't. I wonder who. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Sidney Crosby got a nomination, even though he yeah. hasn't been nominated in a while. Knock on wood. Taylor, uh, McDavid could win. Um, could enter the Hall of Fame just from the awards he's gotten. He doesn't really even need to win a Stanley Cup. It'd be good for him if he did, but he doesn't even need. He could enter the thing from just that amount of. He wins an award every single year. Like that's. So the 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 award is most valuable to your team. The most valuable member to your team. Lindsay or the other one. The the heart the heart the heart yeah. So the Lindsay is voted on by the players as just the overall best player. The heart is voted on by the by the press as most valuable to their team. Would it be far fetched to see to for Austin Matthews to get to get in the top three to get a nomination? He could get a nomination. Yes, but like, but then like, look at Connor Hellebuck. That's a good point. He he should be getting the MVP because he dragged that team yeah. into kicking and screaming to to this playoff format that we're in. Yeah, and so that that matchup is the biggest coin flip I'd say of the entire of the entire the Calgary and Calgary versus uh, the Jets. Jets. See, my that's thing the biggest is, coin flip of the first round to me. It's if if Hellebuck is uh, on the same pace that he was during the regular season, Calgary has no shot. Yeah. If he craps his pants, then they're done. It's it's all it's all on his shoulders. Because especially Calgary's goaltending, it's I'm I don't feel comfortable with their goaltending in this play and in going into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it, it matters. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to watch. That's gonna be a series that I'm gonna watch probably. That's every gonna night that's because... gonna be that's the biggest coin flip coin flip series yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to watch, and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, there's like. Hopefully it goes well. Who's, I, so who, who, they, they 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 talked about this on the SDP. Who's your who's your biggest? Wh- what matchup do you think is is going to get is going to have an upset? Here, let me just uh, let me just find like the matchups. Upset. Um, hmm. Biggest upset. I've been talking um, about the East for a while on how I think the Rangers or the Panthers are gonna are gonna upset. Let's yeah. go. To, I'm gonna go to the West just to pick a team. Biggest upset? I don't know what it is. I think that Nashville, Arizona, like that. Could that's be what I was. Upset. That's what I was about to say. Because all the other teams is like winnipeg and calgary it's a coin flip so i don't I, you can't really say it's an upset because e- if either team yeah wins, i don't they i wouldn't consider play. that an upset because both the teams are so, just because one team okay and an eight seed sir a nine seed beating an eight seed though it's an upset it's not considered the oh what a what an insane upset yeah. you know my so, thing would be um uh nashville arizona as the i think like, most the reason why I, be upset the reason why i have arizona as this as an upset is, is because goaltending's healthy, and if uh, Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall are good to go, that's what it is. Taylor Hall's lit so much money on fire this season, yeah, by how mediocre he's played. Yeah, if he, because it's another thing where, what sticking in GM's minds or what do they do in the playoffs? Yeah, and if Taylor Hall has one of those, you know, insane playoffs, that's what's gonna. That's what's gonna get him into the I need big money category. Yeah. So, so that's the one way I could see them really. That's the one way I can. I can see an upset is that series because I think Taylor Hall needs to turn on some some sort of some sort of Switch. will to because yeah, the guy's never won a playoff series in his life. Yeah. And he, this guy, wants to win so bad. Yeah. He needs to turn turn on some sort of will to win to win this uh, to win to win for this playoffs. See, that's... so um, I'm sorry to uh, Paul Bissonette for jinxing your team, but um, it's it's gonna happen. 
is that that's the series then after that i think it's uh the oilers chicago that could be like the second one for an upset the third one is vancouver minnesota vancouver should have no problem winning that exactly that's why i'm saying that it's like the the thing and then the last one's calgary and uh calgary and vancouver or winnipeg my bad winnipeg but yeah it's gonna be these playoffs are going to be pure chaos. We, I think we're going to have to do like a podcast twice a week that week. I was literally going to ask you when, yeah. when we were cutting out. I was yeah. like, do you want to go twice a week? So, yeah, we'll, we'll organize that. I think it would be a very good idea for us to do twice a week just from the fact of all this chaos happening. We have. Yeah. To, I don't think once a week we'll do it justice. Yeah. So, I think it would be a very so we'll smart do, thing for us to go twice. We'll do one – I think we'll do one podcast that's – like uh, uh, right after the, uh, right after the like, the pre- not the pregame but the 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 the, the preseason preseason uh, yeah, yeah the preseason games we'll do one podcast after that and then we'll do after that we'll talk about and then we'll do our predictions for who wins the Stanley Cup so okay we'll do it that way. Uh, I think it's time to wrap it up, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, check us out. We're actually on Overcast now. I got a message in my email for from Anchor. So we're on Overcast now. So if you guys want to go check us out there, it'd be great. Thank you. Um, Spotify, rate us, um, listen to us, Am- uh, Apple Music. If you guys can give us a high rating, that's going to boost our exposure. Therefore, more listeners, more fans, more podcasts. And uh, yeah, uh, see you guys next week.